You're listening to Fucks Given, the one where we interview Lola Jean. Welcome to Fucks Given. I'm Reed. And I'm Florence. And we are on a mission to revolutionise the sex space, break down barriers and give the lowdown on all things sexy. Every week, we will welcome a special guest to share with us their juicy details about their best fucks, worst fucks, or even the fucks that changed them. And we'll also hear your guys' sex questions and your worst sex stories. We're all about celebrating your sex. We're removing the stigma around the whole number bullshit. No matter how many people you've slept with, the number never matters because the fucks given are the fucks that made us. Hi. Hi. <laughs> hey. How are you doing today, girl? <gasps> Great. Yeah, it's been, I'm drinking wine now. It's been a good day. London's been very good to me so far. Perfect. When did you land? Um, very late Thursday night. Mm. Yeah. Has it been good so far? Yeah, just hit the ground running, teaching a lot of sex classes, seeing clients. Amazing. Yeah. Please tell us more about that. <laughs> Which part? <laughs> well, just tell Sex us who classes. you are. Yeah. What do you do? And, and give us all the so, juicy deets. I know, right? There's there's so many things I do. I'm trying to like whittle my jobs down to maybe like two or three. Um, but I am a sex educator, a fetish wrestler, an occasional pro dom. Wow. Um, and a writer, a mental health professional. And as of a week ago, I am a world record holder for amount squirted within a one minute period using only the assistance of one's person, meaning my hand. Oh my God. Bra- Bravo. <laughs> oh my. That needs like a standing ovation. Oh my God. I I just you just need to like break down everything you just said. Yeah, everything sounds I yeah. so amazing. Yeah, it's, it's like what do you do? It's like how long do you have? Yeah, <laughs> what don't what I should do? we talk about today? Yeah. That's incredible. So yeah. what you were doing over here at the moment, my love? At the moment, uh, so the first time I was actually in London was. Um, last summer and I was doing a bit of networking here and I was like whoa this city is really hungry for progressive sex education um and I find especially the difference between the the U.S. and the U.K. I say is that the U.S. is like oh we're going to be provocative and titillate and talk about all these things but we will never do them whereas (laughs) like the U.K. is like oh we'll do all these things but we are not talking about them that's so perfect that is literally it in a nutshell (laughs) yeah so you just need a brash American to come in here and shake things up (laughs) Shut my pussy in your face and be like, yes, this is what a vulva is. And be like, oh, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. I'll drink tea while I watch this and do this at the same time, but I won't talk about it. <laughs> exactly. Do your classes involve actual, like you, you showing your actual body and demonstrate it? Um, I, I prefer to do it that way if it's something yeah. that's involving my body. I find that if I make myself vulnerable first, then it helps other people relax and be able to be vulnerable. And yeah. a lot of the time with classes, unless you're actually doing the thing yourself or I'm even there to give validation or encouragement yeah you're not necessarily going to maybe take that with you home so I find that it's more impactful in that way but there's a variety of different types of classes for those who are not ready to dive in to either see my vulva or to show their own vulva Um, I do have like a masturbation class that's an audio version if you just want me in the comfort of your house just my voice but it's in in London, the ones I'm doing this week, um, a lot of them are just more talks. Uh, the one, the one I think that you guys are going to go to, that one, I was going to give a demonstration until they changed the video, the, the venue. So no. now I'm just showing videos. But I did do an erotic massage class 
um, and a femdom class that were a little bit more hands-on this weekend. Amazing. Yeah. We literally can't wait. I Sounds so good. We'll have to tell you about it on the next podcast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where there's just no research on squirting or on sex in general because we've been studying it for a very laughable amount of time especially on female pleasure plus with any research all the money goes into boner pills um so <laughs> we kind of get a bit left out but it, it's something where it's with squirting specifically it's so mm-hmm. hard to have a control so i decided to use my own body for science and do experiments with it all the time and within my classes and other people especially with the squirting classes like yeah that's my own data and research when did you start squirting? Uh, about no, no, it's a good question. Like fully, about fully three years ago. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't haven't been doing this out of the gate. Haven't been doing it since I started fucking. Yeah. Um, it was about I think about three years ago that I truly like realized that like I squirted for the first time. Um, and so so this will probably go into one of the fuck stories. But basically, it was the first person I had the feels for. Super oh. late in life. <gasps> and feels. yeah, and he was really good at cunnilingus, mm-hmm. um, which had me squirt when we were fooling around. And then after the first time we had sex, I just like destroyed the bed. Um, and then right afterwards, he promptly ended it with me, which was wonderful for my abandonment oh, issues. Jesus. Uh, That's not OK. Yeah. So then I was like left with like, I didn't know what my body could do that i just found someone who wanted to explore like sex and kink things with me uh so as the story goes i locked myself in my room and i masturbated until i figured out how to replicate it on my own and then i just challenged myself and saw how i could like make my body do different things in different ways until i had like complete control of it so like i'm at an athlete level when it comes to squirting (laughs) it's crazy i think a lot of people are really scared of squirting and just don't let themselves do it me included yeah me included it's so annoying because i want to squirt but i I just can't let myself go yeah well i'm I'm curious for you guys to take the class too uh just because it's i think it's the understanding of what your body's doing and knowing that that's why Mm -hmm. i encourage people to figure it out through masturbation because if anything embarrassing happens to your body during masturbation only person that's going to know about it is you Mm -hmm. so it when going into a sexual scenario you've practiced on your own you know the bodily mechanics so i find that within masturbation it's a good way to instead of just being like i have to let my body do this thing it's like how do i actively assist in that because most of the time when i squirt or even when i orgasm like i am playing a pretty significant role in that or one that wouldn't be able to happen yeah. without me mm-hmm. interesting yeah. i call it like the alley-oop where they do most of the work but i knock it in <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. the alley-oop mm-hmm. i mean that makes a hell of a lot of sense because we always say if you want to experience your own pleasure you have to do it yourself before you can rely on somebody else to do it for you exactly mm-hmm. which can also be an intimidating thing because people they're masturbating they're like am i doing it wrong i can only do it this way and all these things that's why i made the audio class where it's just like i'm going to tell you everything to do and you'll do it and then we'll figure out how you feel afterwards yeah so what do you feel about the stigma that surrounds the number and how many people that you slept with um it's one where so things with stigma and shame and Mm -hmm. so i come from a background i was bullied until i was like in my early 20s like 23 or something so yeah by like nasty nasty women and not the good kind of nasty woman um so coming from that yeah coming from that background too it just it makes I have to work through a lot more so you can only be this strong when you go through a lot of pain and I find with things like stigma and shame and those things they only you can only let people hold power over that if you don't care then it has no power over you. So when it comes to my number, I find that if people ask or they're curious, for the longest time, I was like, I don't know and I don't care. 
it that doesn't matter to me if you want to ask um you know what's my sti status or something in that nature but it's the fact that i'm so i'm a relationship virgin i've never been and this is not by choice necessarily i've never been in a committed relationship or an emotional relationship and i'm a very sexual person so to explore that yeah i'm gonna fuck a lot of people and i have (laughs) fucked a lot of people but it doesn't say anything else about me so if someone asks that it's just like well why do you care mm-hmm. and letting them know that usually if, if anything it's going to emasculate them it's going to intimidate them i always joke that i scared the boners off of men because <laughs> uh, they yeah it's, it's funny because if anything i should be the one that has something to prove when mm-hmm. it comes to sex but they think that they do that mm-hmm. they have to prove something um so yeah i think when it comes to the amount of people i've slept with it's something i thought about when i was younger just because like mm-hmm. my numbers started racking up a little bit and yeah. I had periods of like kind of a celibacy sort of a thing that weren't intentional. Um, but now I, I keep a list after someone or I try to keep a list, but it's hard because how do you define sex? Is it just exactly. penetrative so sex? And I also like I fuck women. So what, and what's what's sex there? If we're counting oral sex with women, am I counting oral sex with men? Mm. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, I love what you said about the shame thing and yeah. it's somebody else's shame because a lot of men do feel emasculated by asking that or, you know, there's this whole pressure on on your number and the fact that we should instead be like well why do you need to know what's going on inside your mind that you need to find out rather than being like oh yeah like scaring you like what it shouldn't fucking matter what's wrong with you you know it should be like yeah hey what why do you feel like that it's i mean that's also the reason like femdom has been so great in dealing with things outside of domination because i always tell people to dom like a strict mom they're the best doms (laughs) but if someone's gonna shame me for my number it's just like and is there what do you have a problem with that mm-hmm, do you not yeah. want to fuck me because of that because i'm i'm fine with me it's the same thing if someone's going to try to like shame me or tell me that i'm like ugly or fat or, or whatever it's like bro I, I fuck models and porn stars like i'm good <laughs> <laughs> i'm happy <laughs> yeah it's that's it's that security and it's even if you're you're faking it in that sense like if you don't let them they can't touch you they can't break you Mm-hmm, exactly. uh, one of my favorite things to tell people in that moment is like uh i i literally don't care like yeah. at all and Such there's nothing they advice. can say to that <laughs> there really isn't yeah it is only their own um or insecurities that yeah. make them feel yeah. like that fuck number one the last fuck My last fuck was a delicious fuck. It was a double fuck. Oh, a um, double mm, fuck. Yeah. Oh, or it was a God. whole it was a whole afternoon. Um I had sex with a couple a couple a couple a couple days ago. <laughs> I had sex with a couple. Nice. Um <laughs> yeah, and I like had met them at a bar after I taught a femdom class and it was supposed to just be a quick drink which turned into three quick drinks. Um and we had made plans to meet up after my erotic massage class they got a hotel because they lived in a shared space yeah um yeah and it was just really hot we just we got on so well like as people they're really interesting they're very smart they're very fit um and they're they're very experienced within sex positivity group sex communicating and those types of things so it just worked out like really seamlessly but like those are my favorite when it's the couples where i'm like even if we don't have sex you guys are fucking cool and i want to hang out with you a lot yeah and i feel like it's rare i have like a few of those but i was like this should continue to happen yeah and they're both exhibitionists so 
perfect mm-hmm. how so, did you discuss that you wanted to like how did they make you aware that they were interested in fucking you together oh it's so i don't know how often i would even like be approached about sex not from a dating app or a sex app or whatever yeah. we want to call it so i met them on an app i'm also so unapproachable uh. in person if someone <laughs> might be like the new yorker in me if someone comes up to me and they're like trying to flirt with me i'm like what do you want uh, or th- it's a difference when someone approaches you like like they're trying to fuck you. Um, yeah, you get your back up. I don't yeah. know what it is about that. It's like even if they compliment you really nicely, it's still like, what do you want? Yeah. And it's such yeah. a shame that we think like that and society has made mm-hmm. us like that. But, you know, it, it, that's the way it is. It's like I always tell my boyfriend to compliment girls and compliment people if they look good. And he's like, I can't do it. Yeah. They react so badly, even if it's, um, what's it called? Platonic. Yeah, Even yeah. if it's like a work friend, they just, they're like, okay, that's it's weird. It's to thanks. say it and not expect True. anything mm. from it. Like, actually, I saw this, like, gentleman today who was, like, very good looking. And, like, I do it sometimes, but just to say, like, you're very attractive. And then walk away. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Because if anything, it's just, like, I was, or it's, like, if I'm, like, staring a little bit, it's, like, sorry, you're, you're, you're a very attractive really person. Gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to walk away now. Yeah. It's I, like, I think that's really nice. Yeah. Walking away. Just giving a compliment and not expecting exactly. anything from it. Exactly. Sorry to cut your story off as well. Oh, no, it's talk, fine. talk about this last fuck. Get into uh, juicy details. Yeah. What else? I mean, it was long. That's the other great thing about group oh, sex is that it, yeah. Long. Can it last ages? Oh, so they had come to, I invited them to my um, erotic massage class because um, I had someone who was going to be my partner that I demonstrated on who had a penis. And I was like, I need a vulva and boobs. So can I borrow her for those parts of it type of a thing? Um, so... We went back to the hotel and we all showered off because we we're covered in oil. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't taste nice. Yeah. Or you just feel like there's like a coat on. Yeah. A yeah. Bit, a bit sticky. Yeah. It's yeah. like body safe, but you just, you want it, want it off. Um, yeah. And then I came back into the room after I had gone out of the shower and he's going down on her. He absolutely loves cunnilingus, which is oh, like, that's that yeah, the dream. Is the dream is like so selfless and hot. Yeah. God damn it. I started oh. instilling a policy. <laughs> yeah. Every time we talk about this, they're like, like oh. every podcast, we're just like, my vagina is so fucking moist. <laughs> please. And then we go back home to our poor partners and they're just like, oh God, no, they're backing into the corner. Like, please no. It doesn't literally go down that way. Fuck two. The best fuck. What comes to mind is so I I nickname all of my lovers um, both for their safety. Um, to cute. you know, protect the the innocent and not so innocent, but also because it's easier for other people to remember. So kind <laughs> of it's just like which John is that? And I'm like, oh, you know, it's like uh, you know, it's the squirt gag or that one. Like, oh yeah, Squ- got it. Yeah, <laughs> like right now I'm seeing someone who I call the replacement older gentleman, and it just it Beautiful. gets the point across quicker. Um, so this individual um, I call well, actually. Yeah, my small nickname form is kind of a giveaway. He's the Israeli soldier. Oh, um, stop it. Oh, it gets better. It gets better. He's like a ridiculous human. The first time, <laughs> so the first time we had sex, he like, because he does porn, he has a massive penis. Like it's oh, ridiculous. Nice. And for whatever reason, I'd only had anal sex like a couple times. I'm just like, yeah, let's put it in my butt. Sure. Great idea. <laughs> wow, it barely fits in my vagina. So let's put it in the anal cavity. Makes sense. Oh yeah. yeah. But it's like, you know, he made me feel really comfortable and it was great. Um, but I remember that was just like one of 
well, I was able to take him anally, which was just like pat on the back for me. That's crazy. Yeah, but it's yeah, more wow. about like the comfort with that too. It was kind of easier than vaginally. Mm. Um, what? How? Was it just because you were so relaxed and wanted it so bad? Or? Well, I mean, if you think of the the sphincter and the anal cavity and what that can accommodate versus vaginally, you know, you have your cervix, which you can have play with, which is actually what it ended up giving me. Every like amazing orgasm I had was either cervically or while I was on my period. Like the most, the best ones. Yeah. Could you yeah. explain what having a cervix orgasm is yeah so it's funny too because even in my um erotic massage class everyone wanted to know about the g-spot massage and this and that which is like i feel like that gets too like heralded too much too because a lot of people do find it painful and people get too excited about it that they do things incorrectly um, and maybe go too rough and either fingers and fingernails i'm sure exactly Mm -hmm. yeah um or they just go too rough and like it's just like queef town all over the place (laughs) too it's like yeah Yeah. you did that to yourself you put the air in there (laughs) yeah um but when i was doing that too and i was like okay or we can go deeper to get to like c spot and every time they're like oh that one so the c spot interesting thing about human body is that in um in vulva owning bodies there is a nerve called the vagus nerve that runs from the back of the brain stem all the way down to the cervix Um, and we can stimulate that in a variety of ways there's been studies of women who are paralyzed from the waist down can't feel anything in the genital region and they've stimulated that nerve in their back and they've had orgasms whoa yeah so (gasps) when people talk about like breathgasms usually it's stimulating this nerve and i i faint from time to time i have a very sensitive one wow um so i I don't like doing the breath chasms because it makes me feel like i'm gonna faint or like hyperventilate (laughs) yeah um but with the with the cervical orgasm i find that it's sometimes it was easier to um sometimes to access anally or have it kind of stimulate that area but it also depends when when we're menstruating our cervix lowers so it makes that area maybe a bit easier Uh, to access why a lot of women say that they have better orgasms when they're on their period but i describe it like a a white hot orgasm actually this one this was actually probably my best orgasm was and i love this story because i had a butt plug in and a menstrual cup in and i was (laughs) i was with a couple as well and like he was holding in the butt plug and then she had a vibrator on my clitoris yeah and it was the vibration is really intense for me. I usually don't like it that much. It's distracting. Yeah. But he was having me focus on the butt plug and focus on the feeling on my sphincter. And then he was saying, OK, now focus back on your clitoris. And I just let, couldn't take it anymore and had this amazing squirting orgasm. All the right things came out. None of the wrong things came out. I had things in all the holes. <laughs> but it's like people are so scared so of these things coming out of their body. And I'm just like, I was plugged up everywhere. Yeah. And it was great. That's incredible. Yeah. Fuck three. The worst fuck. So there was this one person that we only had sex the one time. And I usually have a policy um, that's called I'm not touching your penis until you go down on me that I instill just because there's so, <laughs> especially men, there's so many men that won't eat pussy. And uh-huh. it doesn't make any sense. It's like, oh, well, I don't I don't really like it. It's like, why don't, why don't you like it? Like, I eat pussy and it's not this horrific experience that yeah. you describe. Yeah, they're always like pushing our head yeah. down onto Oof. their penis. Yeah. Well, well, it, it must just be like stuff that's going on in your mind. It can't be the actual act itself. It could be something that's happened to them in the past, bad experience or... And yeah. it's the same vice versa, girls to penises. 
Guys, yeah. the penis is. I think it's because the penis has a more visible erection than the clitoris, mm-hmm. too. Um, but mostly, I think it's just because um, we tend to like what we're good at, and they're afraid that they're going to be bad lovers. They don't know what to do down there yeah. necessarily. Yeah, absolutely. Um, or there's a lot of like complaints of like, oh, like the smell, the taste, this, that, whatever. Yeah. Um, like really, you try owning a vagina. We use water and prayer. Those are the main two ingredients. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also, dicks can be so stanky. Stanky, yeah. and the cum doesn't. But they can taste clean good. them easier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I've never really come up, like, I guess I haven't really gone down on any women, but uh, I've never, like, had a really smelly vagina that I can tell myself. But yeah, and even then, I guess, I mean, maybe it's the fact that we're girls, but if you did go down on a girl that did have a smelly vagina, you wouldn't be like, oh, you're hideous. You'd be like, oh, that happened to me the other month because yeah. that's just what BB vaginas is do. It's, like, hard to cure and yeah. hard to oh, treat. Nightmare. Oh, all the time. I had BB once. Oh, once? I had it a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, once you get it once, you have it, like, 20 more times. I was going to say. So I actually found it was um my soap that I bought and I used to shave with this soap yeah. and I used to get BB, like, it would be, yeah. I'd get rid of it and it would come every every week every yeah. month for like six months yeah until i figured it out and it was just it was so stanky i was mm-hmm. like fuck you vagina like i'm doing you proud i'm shaving you making you look nice <laughs> giving you all this attention all you throw back at me is fish <laughs> <laughs> but i think that's a thing too people think like like oh it smells weird it's like it smells like pussy yeah it does that's what like pussy pussies. smells like yeah. dank yeah mm. it's like there's it's even like, like a, a musky, sour yogurty yeah. oh, i kind love of it taste. yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I like the smell of vagina. I like the smell of my vagina. Yeah. Oh, so what was I, yeah. oh i was talking about this person who wouldn't eat my pussy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so for whatever reason, I think I was just like, whatever, we're here. Um I'm going to have sex with this person without having them go down on me. Uh and because I think I asked a couple times and it was just like not going to happen. And mm. the the sex was just kind of like mismatching and it was clearly like not working super great or well and like he orgasmed i didn't and um we were having a chat afterwards like in bed of just like play by play a little bit and i was like i framed it in a way it's like why why don't you like eating pussy why don't you like giving pleasure and when you say it in a way like why don't you like giving pleasure it's not the act of like because that's why I don't want to have sex with people that won't go down on me because it's they're not invested in my pleasure. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to yeah. need some some friendly service before I have penetrative sex with someone, too. Yeah. So it, it's again, it's that focus on the penis erection and not the clitoris erection because it's not as obvious. Mm. It works so, both ways. Like yeah. You can I mean, either way, whoever whoever's doing what to whoever is being invested in the, their pleasure, going out of your way to find out what they like and what they enjoy. That's mm-hmm. important. It's really unattractive if you don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I asked him this question of, and he like really thought about it when I phrased it in that way mm. um, and thought about it more. He got up and he was like kind of like woozy little side to side looked like, it's like, oh, do you have like, are you, are you feeling okay? He's like, yeah, I just I just got a little bit of vertigo. And I was like, oh, it must have been from all that mediocre sex. <laughs> Stop. Stop. It just can't, it just, that was the instinct. Um, so fucking funny. Oh, it's not even funny. What did he so respond funny. to that? Oh. He laughed because we had discussed it. It's like, this wasn't okay. great because it was just, oh, yeah. Um, like you wouldn't go down on me. I didn't find this pleasurable. Um, and he like took a time to think about it because I challenged him afterwards. And he was like, I realized that I have this paralyzing fear um, of being an inadequate lover. And it stems into my personal life of like fears of being inadequate in general. Wow. Type of a thing. So That's I was just so like, deep. Yeah. I was like very proud of him. I'm like, 
go explore that in therapy oh my god yes 100 percent. you must have like felt so proud and just i did i check in on him sometimes yeah fuck number four the first fuck the first time i had penetrative sex i guess we'll define it uh, it, so all of my first times, everything was super transactional. Uh, I like I wanted I believed in the fairy tale or even the slut narrative of that. Like, oh, I'm going to meet someone. We're going to like like each other. And then I'll get to explore all this sex stuff. I was still very sexually curious. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't happening. So I was like, well, I'm just going to explore this, this sex stuff. And I was fed the slut narrative that was no matter what you go and do and how you explore that uh, someone's going to push and they're going to want to be with you and they're going to want to have more from you than just sex or this or that, mm-hmm. which also didn't like that was another fairy tale that I was fed in that way so for anything that I wanted to do it was I was still making sure that like I'm comfortable I want to do this on my own accord be like you you're the person I want to do this with let's go here and do this thing um and the person I was like we're friends um we get along I'm attracted to you you're attracted to me he was also pretty slutty as well and (laughs) it was like he was also my first like blowjob as well and it was just like we're going to do this now we're going to have sex. I'm going to put your penis in my mouth. Um, and I think like a lot of people too, like I had penetrative sex before I received oral sex. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Well, cause it's all these things were so transactional yeah. type of a thing. So it, uh, and I wasn't necessarily doing things for me. I was doing them to try them. Yeah. yeah to um, get and that, away with. Yeah. And that continued for a while too. Like even to my early twenties, even when I was having sex, it was like, well, I'm not focusing on my pleasure i'm just doing things so i can do them and to prove that i have my own autonomy also i think when when i was younger i didn't even really know that going down on someone like a woman existed i think so too because like you hear about there's no betrayal and blowjobs all the time but no one really told you about guys going down so when my first boyfriend went down on me i was just like whoa what's going on i was like really freaked out especially because your face is in my vagina no one's face has been there before you you end up freaking yourself out yeah but then it felt really good so i was like okay well we'll see see. we're we're also taught to be shamed of our vulvas in general yeah like it's not pretty we don't talk about it it's like yeah it's smelling and it looks weird or this or that and like there's the misnomer of like call i like try to make more of a effort to call it vulva but like vagina we're reducing it to its reproductive function yeah i love the word vagina though it is a good word i mean i like the word vulva but i love the word vagina (laughs) i don't don't know why i think it's the way it sounds and the way it looks on a page yeah i think we interrupted your story i'm so sorry every time i mean that's i don't know if it's like i don't think it was like a bad experience that i pushed it out of my brain but it wasn't it was a transactional experience it wasn't a super emotional thing um the the second time I had sex was a threesome with him and his best friend. Um, and that was the last time I had Whoa. sex with him. Yeah. Wow. So I, I like hit it. I was off to a great start. Yeah. Uh, I Actually, that's what I was going to ask. You said that he was a friend before, yeah. right? So how did that happen? And did it ruin your friendship afterwards? No, I have... Um, I have a lot of like friends that I fuck and I think it was maybe like different when I didn't know how to navigate those conversations when I was younger but like now so like I have like not maybe not immense but I have abandonment issues and I don't really trust what anyone has to say or how they treat me before sex it's after sex because historically that's when everything's changed that's when people's attitudes Mm -hmm. or 
like how they communicate, when they communicate, how often they do that, that changes. So it, a lot of friends that I fuck, like because we've had sex and like we maybe didn't have sex at all after that, but because they stick around and they still care and they still invest in time or communication, that means so much more to me sometimes than, than someone who it's like, do they want to fuck me? Type That's of a thing. really interesting. Yeah, because we recently put up a video on our YouTube channel, which was just like, "Is it okay to fuck a friend?" Yeah, and, like we we just had like a massive discussion about it because there's so many ups and downs of it. Because like that we had times where like when I was younger, I like kissed one of my close friends, and it really like put like a weird sort of feeling into mm-hmm. our relationship, and we were never really properly close after that yeah because we just felt a bit weird with each other we can only talk about our own experiences as well i wish you were on that little video yeah because it's important to hear everybody's side it doesn't have to just be our experience of it not necessarily going right because there's so many different people and so many different situations in the world i think it's important too to i mean so often when we're talking about sex or sex positivity people are talking about all the awesome amazing things and sunny and people aren't talking about the shitty parts the parts that hurt or the parts where things don't go the way they were supposed to or where people treat you poorly and those are important because when they happen to other people they don't they're not like whoa i didn't know that was going to happen or i feel weird because that doesn't happen to other people type of thing so it's important to know like all those dangers and and shitty times fuck number five the fuck that made me yeah that's definitely um it's definitely snack well the nickname for you snack well oh my god how Why? did he get that name uh it would maybe give away his real name oh but, no uh, okay fair <laughs> enough i thought it was hopefully he's to do with some eating of some kind not at all oh. um, but he was good at that oh so this, this was the person this is the first person i had the feels for mm-hmm. which was like cool because i knew i could do that and was capable of it type of a thing and it got me excited um and this was one too where like we even it was like a month of like foreplay and just like really good sexual chemistry and connection and this was the person that got me to squirt for the first time Uh. as well um and honestly like really hands down the best cunnilingus i've received in my life wow yeah really hard title that's the one that got away (laughs) i've like asked him too i'm just like hey i'm a sex educator now um i really need to know what your technique was um because i teach classes on that (laughs) and like he's just like the hebrew alphabet is a fantastic alphabet if you are doing the alphabet technique i fucking retire (laughs) yeah no way (laughs) no no i don't i don't even remember but it was great it was super great um, but yeah, that one, it was, so I think, I think maybe I had squirted one time before that, but I didn't really know. I just, I, I remember I thought like, oh, that's a real orgasm. And I could feel that it was like more wet. Um, I'm not entirely sure, but when I was fooling around with him before we had had sex, he was like, oh, you, you squirted. Do you do that? And I was like, um, I don't know. I guess, I guess that has maybe happened before. Um, but like he brought my attention to it. So like he took note of that and what happened to, to do that. And I, I usually I don't like squirting as much with internal things. Mm-hmm. Usually external is more the way to go with me. Um, especially if, well, depending on if I have the control over it or not. So I think it was just external, but he took note of that. And when we had sex, which was amazing sex too, it was really great. Um, yeah, I just, 
he just kept going for it, kept going for the gold and just destroyed the bed. And I think part of it too was that reaction of like, oh, you did this. I like this. Yeah. You're going to keep thing. going. Yeah. Because I've been shamed by a lot of people too. And it, that took an, another, we're talking about shame and stigma, mm. that took also time to get over and not let people shame me for that. Yeah. Type I feel of like thing. quite a lot of people get that with squirting as well. Because yeah. a lot of um, their partners wouldn't really understand what was, what had happened. And like, obviously a lot of people are just like, it's piss. Mm, yeah. a lot of, it's a lot, a lot of understanding. I mean, there's nothing wrong with piss or piss play, but if you already have that pre-misconception of piss is bad, you do not do that thing in the bedroom, then why would you be okay with squirting? Yeah. And I think it's something, I mean, so many times I've, like now I like tell people and we talk about it beforehand. So I don't like run into that. I used to yeah. be like, oh, I want to surprise them. It'll be fun. Uh, <laughs> but I've just, I mean, I had an experience where someone like threw me off of him off the bed and was just like gagging. Oh and my I was God. like such a visceral experience where I'm just like, I feel horrible now. Yeah. But I've had so many reactions where like I do that and then they're like, questioning the reality of it like so is it pee is it real can every woman do it i'm like can we just enjoy the thing that my body did um enjoy can i enjoy my pleasure for a second (laughs) type of a thing um but i think it's it's tough too because it's something where finding the balance between shaming and then being treated as a novelty because mm-hmm. I was with someone else right. once who had a squirting fetish and that's when I was coming off of a lot of shame and I'm like great awesome you love it I do this a lot so this is going to be a good pairing yeah. and then it was kind of like a challenge it was like oh well I know this other girl that can do more and I was like well I'm not really hydrated right now and like what I don't want to be performing for you why would you say like, that when I have to focus really hard on squirting when my body doesn't want to yeah. or when I'm like kind of dehydrated like I get a headache it's it's physically hard for my body i can feel myself exerting more yeah of yeah. course of and you have to drink a hell of a lot anyway because it is well it's there's a lot of liquid coming out your body yeah it's more of like buildup of arousal but i notice mm. it more like if i'm just super dehydrated mm-hmm. then there's not a lot of reserves there in general. for fuck's sake we have a section of our podcast where our listeners ask a question. Okay. Um, and because obviously you are a squirting expert, yeah. we have had so many questions I'm sure. in the past. Because no one knows like, anything about it. How do you squirt? Yeah. So I'm just going to ask that question for everyone that's ever asked us that question before. Yeah. So there i think when people think of like how one of the things i tried to change as an educator is that i didn't like the narrative around squirting that was always about making someone squirt that it is the vulva owner as a passive recipient as you know you do this or you don't based on what someone else does to you and it kind of or it's like oh you just have to relax it's like don't don't tell me to fucking relax (laughs) yeah like there's (laughs) other things here too yeah it's not just that it's always the first time is is the hardest in that way so it's so the, the more of like research or the, of limited research or other people I engage with um, that I do, especially there's um, someone in Germany, Dr. Laura Merritt, and um, actually it's on my water bottle out there, but she's a class that translates to We Squirt Back. Oh. Um, and she has a lot of, um, of research done around female ejaculation. While I don't agree with all of it, um, there's a lot of it that I do that's very interesting. Yeah. And the more I learn about it, the more it's like, wow, this is so similar to the male prostate. Um, when because I mean the the sex organs they come from the same part of the embryo there's so many things that are similar to each other and even if, if you have a vulva and you take testosterone you get a clit dick which is 
fucking awesome that the body does that. Wow. Um, but there's, you know, there's a foreskin, there's a frenulum, the scrotum is akin to the labia. So there's a lot of similarities there. So it makes sense that the prostate would be similar as well. And what, from what I also know with the male prostate and with uh, non-ejaculatory orgasms, you can stimulate the process for the prostate manually. You can also stimulate it internally using your PC muscles, kegels, as we know them as. And uh-huh. when I think of that in relation to what I do with my own body, yeah, we can stimulate that manually via the G-spot um, or the, the G-area. Or we can use our muscles to have more control over that and stimulate it in that way. And there is there is a physicality of it. So I talk a lot about the the squeeze and then the push. And the push is not like, I hate when people say like, push like you're peeing or it feels like you're going to pee. Yeah. Um, it feels like you're going to pee because the erectile tissue around your urethra is closing in on your urethra. Mm-hmm. That's why it feels that way. Yeah. Um, but it's like the people that, that that push like below the belly button, that like that can be painful for people. G-spot stimulation can be painful. I've had experiences where like someone stimulated my G-spot and like they made me squirt, but they also made me bleed. Oh, you yeah. Know? So it's... It, you know, it's like, which, yeah, we technically did it, but it wasn't very fun. Yeah. Um, so the, the process of the, the person who has the vulva, who's doing the squirting, that squeeze increases pleasure. We're engaging our, our G area, which is also very closely connected to our internal clitoris. So that's just being pleasurable. Some people, they can just do that and the release, the push happens automatically. Other people might have to actively push that. So a lot of times if I'm like making myself squirt i'll just do that push so you can you can take a mirror you can look and you can see yourself like flower out it's actually just really fucking beautiful i've been looking at a lot of people's (laughs) vaginas flowering out lately um there's like some internal folds within there so everyone's looks completely different and it's just so pretty um when when you talk about the push this is like something you do yourself yeah so it's like you're pushing something out of your vaginal canal so Mm -hmm. people that use menstrual cups will be very used to this. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. It's also the reason I like um, yoni eggs. I hate the word yoni, but yoni eggs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, let's just call it what it is. Yoni. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, what's great about those is like I've, um, I know uh, Vanessa Cuccione's chakras. she's given me some. And what's great is you can use them to understand the different muscle groups. So how I can hold uh, a yoni egg in my vagina and pee. They're different muscle groups. Yeah. And doing that. And to get the yoni egg out, you have to, do a bit of pushing with that yeah so it's doing that push while you do the thing you really like which for a lot of people is their clitoris i have a couple times on rare occasion i have squirted without so much as touching myself just by using my muscles whoa yeah i I said i had to be like um perverted peter pan because i was like think horny thoughts think horny (laughs) (laughs) can everyone squirt um, so that's something usually when I'm, I'm teaching, doing like private squirt coaching or things like that, I take yeah. a very like more lackadaisical approach of like do it on your own time. We're as humans now in this day and age, we're creatures of immediacy. Like I want to go to a class and learn how to do this immediately. And yeah. for some things you can, but for things that are your own body and being that all vulvas are super different, usually I give people the tools and it's going to be a little different for everyone. And yeah. some people maybe squirt in the class some people squirt a week later, a month later, a year later, maybe they squirt with their hand or with their partner, um, all being completely different. But I, it is my belief, again, we don't know because there's no research out there, and also, I think that of research that's being done, I think it needs to include um, 
knowing that you have assistance in making yourself squirt because five years ago if you would have sent someone to like tickle my g-spot like you would have had a completely different result than you do today Mm -hmm. so i think it's unfair to just like take someone who doesn't squirt and be like well it it worked when i did this so i i do think that every person with a vulva can squirt if they have a strong enough pelvic floor and relationship with their vulva so now that i like again i'm at an athlete level i know where my vulva is at like any way shape or form so even if i'm doing a squirting performance or something i can tell like no my body's not with it or if like yeah. if i'm feeling like kind of poopy then i feel like my um <laughs> my vagina is just like uh-uh, if you do this we're gonna have problem with another hole we gotta focus we're not yeah. doing this today um or focusing oh, you did like literally mean poopy i did mean poopy oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. okay because i was having a little chuckle like haha poopy and yeah then, no you were actually talking about when poop. you um when you squeeze your pelvic floor muscles your sphincter is going to contract as well because our, our pelvis yeah. and our pelvic floor it's it's surrounding everything. I did rolfing um, recently, which is a massage of the fascia. And usually apparently pelvis day is like the worst for people. But I was like, no sweat. Cause I have this like great relationship with my pelvis and my pelvic floor. It's the reasoning why like, when we rock like anterior and posterior, that that can be pleasurable. We can pleasure ourselves in different ways without touching ourselves. Crazy. Yeah. You said a lot of things in there. I was like, I have not heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And that's what I like to use, like my performances as or showing my vulva or whatever that is, is like when I, I, my friend like jokes that I have like a wrestler's ego, but like I have a flair for the dramatic and I love sports. So like before I set the squirting <laughs> world record, I was just like, I don't want you to be able to talk about squirting without talking about me or without talking about voluntary squirting. Because I feel like it gets left out of the conversation all the time. And if I have to do this large feat to like prove that, to be like, hey, there's another way about this that people aren't talking about. And also like in general, men shouldn't be discussing like how female pleasure works in women's bodies and things of that nature without at least having like a woman very closely nearby. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking hell. So our listeners always send us in their worst sex stories. Mm -hmm. Um, So today we've got a funny one Um, and it is, okay. So the message starts with, ah, ha, 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 ha. Oh, you know it's going to be good now. <laughs> this one time I invited a Tinder date over. He was super sweet, even bought me candy and things were going well. Candy. Until the sex. His dick was really bendy and he couldn't seem to be getting it in when we were trying to do cowgirl. So I asked him to get on top of me as in missionary. The guy straight up sat on my tits. Sat on my fucking tits. I didn't see it coming and was really trying to hold in my laugh as hard as I could. Pretty much a nightmare. So needless to say, I don't think I'll ever see him again. Maybe he just liked the feeling of boobs on his butt. But like usually if you say, can you get on top? It means just missionary right like or like the I mean, other way around as as someone with a vulva I, yeah i do like sitting on faces and but yeah i mean maybe more communication then instead of yeah like, definitely yeah but get on top of me i guess that was the way that he took it yeah um, <laughs> bless, bless him yeah i don't like being um shaming of people's penises though of like no. i like to look at the penis like an aerodynamically what it's best suited for so like yeah. if it's long and skinny i'm like cool that's going in my butt or yeah. if it's like bendy i'm just like oh we can get some nice g area action yeah or something there's like nothing that. wrong with a bended dick bendy no. dicks are actually great they can really so hit the good spot. i come so hard with bendy dicks yeah i've 
definitely had an experience with Bendy Dick and it was very good. Yeah, and very all dicks good. are great. All dicks have so much potential, like girthy dicks. Yeah. Give you inc- incredible pleasure. Yeah. Everything. I, Skinny dicks. Mm-hmm. Oh, love them all. Yeah, I think it's a good thing to talk about that, actually, because we shouldn't ever shame people's genitals because everyone's bodies are, like, different and everyone's beautiful. And, yeah, there's no, like, normal perfect thing, but that is, like, because we will all watch porn, Yeah, we're like, oh, this is what the body's supposed to look like. So it's, it's so if it's easy to shame, in real life, isn't it? It's like, what is that? Yeah, yeah. especially because we, we do it as well, like us girls. We, we're, oh, he, it's only good sex if he's got a big dick, which is just so not true. Mm. But there's a lot... I yeah. mean, I still remember being young and thinking that was what I wanted and not realising that it's just not what I wanted at all. Yeah, A big dick can be great, but you have to know how to use it and you also have to, like, you know be ready for your body and experience that together yeah. and a small dick sometimes can give you the best in yeah, most intense depends on the person it's, it totally depends it's recognizing what you're working with and mm-hmm. then what the the advantages and disadvantages of that are yeah, yeah. it'll be like a big vagina or a small vagina i mean so, vulva vulva yeah. sorry mm-hmm. well no it can be vagina <laughs> that way too as well um yeah because sex education like we should see different body parts in sex education why yeah. don't like we always get like a really like really average kind of diagram of each genital so like obviously people are going to be like surprised if it looks a little bit different yeah mm-hmm. it's kind of I crazy mean, i feel like when i like started out in this career that was like so many of the questions like are my genitals normal yeah, yeah. <laughs> so many people want to know that and it's yeah. just it's that, such a sad question because it's so it's like the answer should be so simple yeah. like everyone should just know that they are there's um this sex education that's um for it's like public service announcement type of a thing in i believe it's in norway and but it's just like so unabashed it's like hey here is a human boy here's about the penis and this and that and here yeah. is like a human girl and like just yeah. looking at it in that way yeah. um and or even like how to kiss and she like uses a tomato or something like that <laughs> yeah. um and it's just like I think in normalizing that when you're younger and thinking of like bodies are changing, why is this person's yeah. penis look different than my penis type of a thing? Or why does this person have pubic hair here and I yeah. don't type mm-hmm. of a thing? Why um, don't we see yeah. real pictures of things? Yeah. Like it's just a genital. Just just because you're looking at a genital doesn't then immediately yeah. mean it's sexual. So we're all going to turn into perverts. Because yeah. <laughs> we weren't already. They just can't handle it at schools, can they? Could you imagine our yeah. teachers showing real genitals to like us at school would go ballistic yeah we already go ballistic when we get when we get handed a you know like a a fake penis to put a a condom on yeah we just because it's not normalized exactly we need to be taught better so we're not just sitting there giggling and laughing away and being like oh genitals Mm -hmm. it's not right man shit needs to change yeah i think like we're at a day and age though where people are realizing that like wow, we're not learning about this accurately. There isn't the right information or there's something that doesn't resonate with me because mm. of my gender identity or how I identify sexually. Um, I think like the the most pushback, which is why I try to target a lot of um, things at attacking the male ego a little bit, is just that like, I'm the shit. I know how to fuck. Um, like if you need to go to a sex ed class, then like you clearly are doing something wrong. It's like, where did where did you learn? And yeah. also like, I'm a sex expert and I'll never know everything ever. Yeah. At all. I'm always learning. Always like when I had sex with that couple, we did like a new a sex position I haven't done before. I'm like, oh, this yeah. is interesting. I'm gonna put that one mm-hmm. in the Rolodex later. Like always learning something new. So yeah. if you're gonna sit there and be stagnant of like I have nothing to know, I am the best. Yeah. Then that tells me about you. Yeah. Then go away. <laughs> <laughs>
amazing it has been so lovely chatting to you yeah thank you so much for coming on time just flew by it really did (laughs) please tell us where our lovely listeners can find you yes um so my website is lolajean.com and my instagram handle is lolajean.com but the d-o-t is spelled spelled. um Mm -hmm. but you can you can find there's like so many things they could promote but you can just find it all on my website that is the main hub for everything perfect thank Mm -hmm. you so much for being on us today on us today oh am i gonna sit on your boobs now brady and slip (laughs) only if i asked you to go on top please please. (laughs) respect my wishes (laughs) okay we will see you on wednesday hopefully and let you know how that goes yeah um everyone please subscribe to our podcast give us a rating and a nice review we'll love you a long time oh yes and tell everybody about it too share it with your friends share it with your parents for god's sake they should learn too yeah. yeah and send us in your sex stories or your questions for us as well oh hell yeah thanks for listening guys thank you much love bye, bye.